My waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a fabulous guest today. You guys, it's the first shaman I've ever had on the show. His name is Jonathan Hammond, and I'm very excited he's here. I'm looking at his book. If you're watching me on YouTube, it's called The Shaman's Mind, Kuna Wisdom to Change Your Life. I love it. And before I bring him on, I'm going to give you a little bit of information about him. So sit back and relax, and let me tell you a little bit about Jonathan Hammond. He's a teacher, he's an energy healer, a shamanic practitioner, and a spiritual counselor. Now, before beginning his work in holistic health and spirituality, he had a career as as an award-winning actor. That's really cool. Appearing on Broadway and television. He's a graduate of Harvard University and the University of Michigan. Hey, go blue. Um, Jonathan is an interface minister and certified spiritual counselor. He also holds certifications as a master teacher in shamanic Reiki, Cherokee bodywork. His opal Opo Ono, I hope I did that right, is an ordained Alaska, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but he's a leader through Aloha International, and he teaches classes and gives lectures in shamanism, energy healing, spirituality, and Huna at the One Spirit Learning Alliance in New York City, the Omega Institute, and other major venues around the world. Wow. Welcome to High Road to Humanity, Jonathan. Thank you, Nancy. It's so good to be here. Don't worry about the Hawaiian. No one ever says any of that right. I'm trying. I feel really bad. (laughs) You know, I read most of your books. I'm like, oh, well, tell us your story. I mean, how did you become a shaman? This is really cool. I love it. Talk to me. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't call myself. I I think a shaman is a destiny. I think somebody is born into that. I'm I'm certainly a shamanic practitioner. That feels like a more um, uh, appropriate thing to call myself. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I, I, uh, um, you know, I I was just a a normal guy, an artist and, um, uh, and, I was always uh, various shades of unhappy my whole, you know, my whole life. Yeah. And I, rem- I remember uh, uh, very early on in my life reading, uh, picking up a book in an, in an air- airport bookstore called Feeling Good. And I mm-hmm. thought, what would that be like? <laughs> what would that be like to feel good? To feel and good. I don't remember anything about the book, but uh, that sort of began um, yeah. a journey, which I thought was just in support of my artistry. You know, show business is, is a hard thing to traverse. And, right. and so I was just kind of finding ways to, ways to cope. But then the, the healing that I was receiving was becoming more important than what I was doing uh, artistically. Right. Uh, and as I had success as, uh, as an actor, there was still a sense of, of that I'm not, able to spend myself in the way that I wanted to. I wasn't able to have the kind of reach that I, I wanted to have, not in terms of fame, but in terms of affecting people's lives. Like, I was, and fulfillment, I, yeah. maybe? You weren't fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't fulfilled. You know, even as an actor, it was always about stories that would affect people. That's why right. I, it wasn't about fame. Right. And and I just was finding that, that, that um, I wasn't really able to do that in the way that I wanted to. And mm-hmm. then I had a, a, a series of... Um, uh, events that happened in my life. One, one in Hawaii, uh, where I, I received very clear spiritual guidance that you're supposed to let that go now and move into this uh, into this new way of being. Mm-hmm. And it was a very counterintuitive decision. You know, right. I, I still I still hadn't uh, paid off my student loans from drama school. Oh my god! And uh, you know, and uh, um, but I did, and things really fell into place, and um, and this sort of new life emerged. Well, were you religious? I mean, did you grow up in a, you know, in no. a religious household? Not at all. And no, did you pray? No. Were you in prayer? It was prayer? like, once you're dead, once you're dead, you're dead. That was, that was what I was Oh, wow. For, you know? So yeah. this was a total awakening for you. This was a total awakening for me. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so that's yeah. interesting. Now, are you intuitive? Are you psychic? Like I am? Are you intuitive? Uh, are, are you psychic? Yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> are you, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I would call myself a highly, highly intuitive. I'm, I'm okay. really good. I'm really good at hearing your story and 
you know, um, you know, one of the, one of the the esoteric translations of the word shaman is one who sees in the dark, one right, who sees the right. invisible, one who sees right. what isn't there. Yeah. So it's not so much that I'm I'm predictive about oh this is going to happen in November for you. Mm-hmm. It's more that when you tell me your story, I can tune into the, the that which is hidden underneath it and really begin to excavate with you why these things are occurring in your life, why, why you're having the difficulties you're having oh, and wow. how to, how to, how to frame them differently okay. and turn them into power. So that's I understand. sort of like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's different than what I, yeah. So that's really cool. I'm glad you came on the show today. I've got so Thanks. many questions for you. Um, yeah, I, I have written down so many notes and you say shamanism is an embodied path, not an ascension. It's developed to come into harmony with the world. I really like that. Yeah. So shamanism is is about earth-based wisdom. So what that means is that in shamanism, we're revering nature. We actually see nature as something that we, that that is a part of us, but also something that as we look at it, it's something that we want to emulate. So when you Mm -hmm. think of nature, if you think of of the forest, the forest Mm -hmm. is in a constant state of growth and creation. The forest exemplifies interconnection. The forest wants to experience more of itself, which Mm -hmm. might be something called love. Mm-hmm. And so, so we, we look at nature to teach us how we to be, uh, how we are to be. Mm-hmm. Nature is a template for us. You know, yeah, and we've that. lost that, don't you think? I mean, we've really lost that. I mean, I see a lot of people, more people going camping and stuff. And I know we try to, I get out in nature every day, but not everybody does. And we've lost that whole, you know, we've become so materialistic and so worldly that all those uh, principles, the Huna, you know, teachings, which you talk about in this book, by the way, mm-hmm. um, have been lost. And, and I'm glad that you wrote this. And I'll tell you why. I'll spend just a minute. I I got through most of this. It's, it's a really wonderful read. And I'll tell you why I liked it. Because if you don't know anything about some of these principles um, about going within, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff today, um, that the power comes from inside, not outside, and, mm-hmm. and you know, connecting um, with with your with the spirits and connecting with the moon. I loved how you talked about different things like that. How the Hawaiians looked at the moon as a as a a, a god or as a an entity that was actually you know an energy and we don't look at things like that anymore so i think it's really wonderful that you wrote this because if somebody doesn't know anything about um spirituality or just like hey what's going on in the world today this really helps yeah because it, it, it's um you know the the basic premise in huna is the idea that everything Every object, every tree, every drop of water mm-hmm. uh, uh, is alive and conscious and can respond to our thoughts. Right, and that means that we are in we are in a, a relationship with everything. Right, and that uh, and that and that it truly is our world. Right. and to go and to see through that lens is to see the way the the way the shamans of old saw, where where right. um, where they were they were they belonged. There was a mm-hmm. sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. There was a sense of interconnection. Connection, non right. connection, non yeah. separation. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. No, that's what I think too. And there were so many things that you talk about in your book. Um, one thing that I thought, and we are all connected, and that's the thing. If we could look at each other like we're all connected, and you're part of God, and I'm part of God, and that tree's part of God, I think it would change our mindset. And that's yeah. maybe well, what you're trying to do here is change our mindset. Yeah, one of, that's right. One of the principles of Huna, there are seven principles that I go through in the book. And one of the principles right. of Huna is, is, uh, is translated. These are seven Hawaiian words. And one of them is that there are no limits. And so right. what that means is that there is tr- that separation is truly an illusion. A way to think of it is that we are, we are each individual waves, okay. but we can't separate ourselves from the ocean. So that means that whatever we do for ourselves, whatever we do, or whatever healing work we do for ourselves, whatever gifts that we cultivate in ourselves, mm-hmm. literally affect the collective without right. ever leaving your home. I know. Isn't that crazy? Not, not so, it's only one big thing happening. I know. Now, do you think people are starting to realize that? Do you think that they're starting to realize that, yes, I can make a difference because we can? Do you think that people are starting to pick that up? Uh, not only that, but I, I think that that's what this time on the planet is about. I think that that the whole COVID nineteen, the Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter, everything that's going on on the planet right now is is 
it, although tumultuous, although difficult, mm-hmm. although scary, mm-hmm. it is beneficial change, mm-hmm. and uh, and it is a systemic change that that is happening and that will happening and that is in harmony with the intention of the earth, which is to keep going, mm-hmm. to keep going, and to support those who want to keep going in that way. And the only way to keep going is to recognize the the uh, the interconnection that we all have, the non separation. That 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 is the the true nature of reality. It's true. Yeah. It's true. We have to start looking at each other's inside instead of each other's outside. We've all been taught to show. I mean, myself included, to show everything on the outside and to hide everything on the inside. Whereas the power is on the inside, and that's it's like all backwards. The whole thing is backwards. That's We've right. Well, that you, know, you know, we're we're socio, you know, we're sociologically sanctioned to assimilate, to yeah. fit in. We're mm-hmm. all trying to fit in and look like everyone else and keep up with the Joneses. And 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 television is telling us how we're supposed to look, and television right. is telling us what our money's supposed to look like. And to to live a spiritual life and to be on a spiritual path is to not assimilate right. because we're following our own inner directives and invisible forces. That's what being on the spiritual path is, right. and following our own intuition and that is not it's not about fitting in you know a lot of times when with clients i'll say to them uh, and i could see them bathed in relief and i'll say it i'll say you know you're a little weird you're a little weird <laughs> i love and it. when i say and when i say it that i could just see them going yes i am that means i don't have to be like i don't have to be like my family i don't have to be like these people i don't have to and it's so important that we all do that because no, when we separate from that we come into our own power Well, and that's what this is all about, coming into our own power. God bless you for that. That's really cool. Hey, listen, you guys, we're going to commercial break. I'm here today with Jonathan Hammond. His book is called The Shaman's Mind. Check it out. Can we find this on Amazon? Jonathan. You sure can. Okay, Anywhere cool. where books are sold. And his website is www.jonathan and it's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N Hammond, H-A-M-M-O-N-D dot com. This is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website nancyyearout.com to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with a shaman, and we're going to talk about Huna, and I'm really interested in a lot of these different practices. You know, it's really funny. I had Maureen St. Jane, uh, Maureen St. <laughs> Jane on my show last week, and she told me, she said, Nancy, do you not know about the, the principles? Oh, she told me about Hopa Ono. She goes, do you not know about Hopa Ono? And I said, no. And she taught me Hopa Ono. And I hope you'll teach us that um, today on the show. And the reason I'm bringing this up, and you guys, this is in the back of the book, but it's like the most important thing in the whole book. 
Can I say that? Is that okay, Jonathan? <laughs> I saved the best for last. That's right. You That's did, right. you did. But yeah. this is really cool. And I want to talk about it now because I guess there's so much going on in the world and there's so much craziness and we get so irritated with each other and families are fighting and, you know, partners are fighting and the whole bit. And this little deal that you do here, and I want you to talk about it. Is something you can say to release that energy and release that tension between you and that other person. So talk to us about this. I'm going a little backwards here, but sure. this is really sure. important stuff. So Ho'oponopono is uh, it's a, a Hawaiian practice, and it, it's about it, the the uh, uh, sort of simplistic definition is to clean something up. But okay. uh, but Ho'oponopono means to make right more right. So pono means rightness or true condition of nature. So it's about okay. making something. So pono is doubled. So that means to make something doubly right. So, so we all pono pono. Ho'o pono pono. That's right. So <laughs> essentially, you know, we all have within us, we all have mistakes that we hold inside that we learned as children about right. ourselves, right. Uh, low self-esteem, uh, um, fears about ourselves, fears about how we look, fears about our money, uh, um, a, a sense that we're not good enough, a sense that there's something wrong with us. We, those, those things, um, you know, children take everything personally. And right. when we are ne uh, neglected, abused, or even just receive messaging from, from the world that is something that isn't affirming, children hold on to that and it becomes formed as a sense of self. And so, and so in, in Ho'oponopono, what we're doing is we're actually consciously directing love to that child, to those hurt places who learned something mistaken about themselves other than their inherent divinity, which is what we all are. And so by, by choosing to extend love to ourselves, and we do that through, through four phrases, uh, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and thank you. And we're extending love to ourselves. And what we're doing is we're, we're um, anything within us that is a problem, that is a hurt, was created because of unlove. So and wait so a minute. To use so love, I need yeah, to understand this because I was taught, okay, so I thought that you say this to the other person, but you say this to yourself. You say this to yourself because everything, uh -huh. and, and you can say it to the other person too. But okay, the, but right? I didn't learn it properly. Okay, explain. No, it, no, no. There, well, 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 let me say this. Okay. That, like, because everything is a reflection of our thoughts. So okay. whatever we experience, even right. a difficult relationship in our life, right. in some way that is born of whatever in you says it's okay for me to have this difficult relationship in my life. Right, right, right. And so, uh, so, we are, uh, so we are extending that love to ourselves, okay. which because there's only one thing, one great thing happening, will have an energetic effect or reverberation on the other. Okay. So do you get up in the morning and say this once? Do you say it twice? What's the, what's the deal? What do you do? Well, you know, ultimately, you know, there's a, a, a phrase, I won't give you the Hawaiian, but there's a phrase in, in Hawaiian that is uh, to, uh, that the instruction is to love yourself as you love God. Oh. And so, and so to be in, reverence with yourself to be in love with yourself is to say i love you right. i'm so sorry that there's some part of you that thinks you're something other than the miraculous being that you are mm -hmm. please forgive me for any ways in which i treat you like that okay. and thank you for accepting this this uh, uh, about yourself now and so ho'oponopono is is an individual practice okay. um a spiritual practice but it's also it's a way of life because if you're in love with yourself and you're extending love to yourself you're creating inside you a vessel that is in sympathetic vibration with the divine. Correct. The divine only wants to love you. Right. It's only love. The whole thing's fueled on love. But the divine can only reach you based on the extent of uh, the extent of, of the love that you carry in so, your vessel. So when you say, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and you yeah. say it out loud, that energy goes out to the universe and you're changing your thinking and you're reprogramming your mind is what you're saying. That, that's exactly what it is. Because anything, anything that you hold in your mind or your body that is antithetical to your best interest was born of unlove. So if you Extend love to yourself. Got it. That puts you in, in, in harmony with the, with the B, capital B, capital L, big love. 
Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Yeah. Well, no, I know. Cause we all connect and we have to learn to connect to the divine. And you talk about all these different things in the book and I'm so glad that you did. So you guys, this is what you say. You say, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. And it doesn't matter how many times a day you say it. You just have to say it, feel it, let the vibration go out there and it'll change you. And then it'll change everybody around you. Yeah. The easiest way to, to think about it is that you just, you, you identify a problem you okay. locate maybe where you feel it in your body. It might be okay. in your heart, might be in your belly. And then you, as if this, this were a hurt child that, that has this problem, this low self-esteem, this feeling badly about yourself. And then you extend just like a loving parent would. I love you. Okay. I love you. That's not, that, that's, if, if I love you, then that, that can't, that, that mistaken identity can't be true. And I, I'm so sorry that you feel that way about yourself. I see this problem as it is. And please forgive me for not letting, for letting you think this about yourself, for letting you think this is your identity. And thank you so much for coming along with me now because I'm in charge now, not the people who put this problem there. I'm in charge now. So thank you for letting me be in charge. And by being in charge, your reality is one of love. And you can let go of this problem because you are loved. Got it. That's wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate you spending the time to tell us that. That's awesome. You know, Hawaiian spirituality, they they call it Huna, says that everything that happens to you is an effect of your thoughts, like we were talking before. So you say what exists, in the book, you say what exists within you is mirrored back to you by the outside world. And that's something I talk about in my book, too. I've been trying to tell people for a long time. Can you address that a little bit? Yeah. So um, the, the first principle of Huna is that the world is what you think it is. Okay. And what that means is not just that your experience of the world will be based on how you think about it, but that the world itself, that reality itself will create itself based on how you think about it. Mm-hmm. So that means that we are, that are, what is going on between your ears is a co-creative right. causative thing that right. is cre- that is part of the creation of that is creating reality and is creating the world. Yeah. And, and and particularly at this time on the planet, if enough people become aware of what they're thinking and what they're believing, and we have we consider in Huna a magical power to be choice. Right. That's a magical power. Right. And right. because we can choose to 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 dell in the positive polarity as opposed to the negative polarity. That is is a choice, a choice. That we make and right. every time we make that choice we then uh we then uh uh send onto the canvas of reality that positivity and reality shifts based on it and if right. enough of us individually do that then we're not going to be where we are now in the world i agree well yeah and i always say you know the universe hears us people don't realize how the universe works how the energy works and whatever you say whatever you do whatever you think goes out because the universe thinks that it's given us what we want and i've always said that you know if you say you know i don't i don't want to uh i want to lose weight or or i'm fat and then the universe is going to say oh cool she's fat she wants to be fat <laughs> so i mean yeah but I think that people- and and the universe, God, the spiritual intelligences, yeah. whatever you want to call it, yeah. they can only work with us based on what we think. I'll give you an example. If you are a woman over thirty-five and you have a firm belief that women over thirty-five end up alone, that's what the spiritual intelligence is going to give you. With. I know. And as much as they would love to sit the guy next to you on the subway, you know, know, like they, you know, they have to work with your beliefs. So to uh, to uh, let go of the things that limit you, the beliefs that limit you. Right. is to open yourself to different gifts and um, and cultivate a vessel that's willing to receive more. Well, yeah. And once people realize this, then they can start to use the magic and create what they want. And that's what that's where like positive affirmations right. and stuff like that come in, I think. Um, and I think that's really interesting. There's something that you said that really stuck with me in your book. And I wanted to um, address it real quick before we go to break. You said neuroscience has identified a default network in the brain that causes us to constantly replay the past and worry about the future. Can you talk about mm-hmm. that a minute? Because that really hit me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, we we one of the principles in Huna is about the power of uh, the power of of now. That now is the only place where power actually exists because now is the only place where we can do anything. And if that is the case, then that means that who we are right now is dependent on who we think we are right now, which means that we can start over at any time. But because we're so wired towards survival, we're wired to what we know. 
We're mm-hmm. wired to, to follow a continuity and a, a continuity and rigid sense of self. So we, we based on who we base who we think we are on what happened to us in the past and what might happen to us in the future, mm-hmm. which causes us to be constantly agitated mm-hmm. and constantly uh, reaffirming a sense of self that actually may serve us that we can change in the now. And so, and so, the, and so, to to fight against that, uh, you know, or to work with that is is to really get present get and present. know that, and know that you can be whoever you want to be, and mm-hmm. the past does not have power over you to tell you who you are. It's like it happened, but it's not you. And that that and that's what's so important. Even like I personally, I think that's hard most- for people to wrap their heads around. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I mean, because it's the whole thing living in the now. And I know living in the present because experience only exists in the present moment. And I know that. Okay. I get that. But it is difficult because your mind wants to go this way. And you've got to bring yourself back and say, no, I'm in the present. That's in the past. Well, so it's a conscious effort. To it, do it's this. a conscious effort. And just to say this about this time right now on the planet, the quarantine and COVID and all yeah, that. Like, yeah. this is, I have never felt that I understood what the now is more. Because the fact is, is that the old world does not exist. Right. And the new world has not yet come into being. And we are really, we are, and we're all being asked to go inward, literally inward. Yes. Yes. And, and in, and, uh, and not do too much planning because right. most of us, because we don't know what the world is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And so the, so it becomes about staying in the now and in staying in the now you are connecting with that, that singular inner knowing that I talked about earlier. Right. And by staying in the now, you, um, your next step, you, you can only take your next step right? because we can't really plan. And that, and that's, and that is the value and even the medicine of this difficult time on the planet. Right. You know? Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break, but um, we'll talk more about the living in the now when we come back. You guys, I'm here today with Jonathan Hammond. His book is called The Shaman's Mind. If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding it up. You guys can pick it up as Amazon at Amazon.com. This is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and I'm here today with Jonathan Hammond. We're talking about shamanism. We're talking about Huna, which is Hawaiian magic. I call it Hawaiian magic. I think it's cool. We're talking about being in the present. And um, Jonathan, you say magic is nothing more than conscious manifestation. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. we, 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 when you think about when you think about magic, what are, what are we doing? We're creating something consciously that wasn't there before. We're so much more and powerful than we realize we are. We're so uh, it truly we are so. Isn't much more that powerful. crazy? And and you know it, all we all we need. If you just think about the the formula for magic is nothing more than to decide very clearly what it is that you want. Yep. To visualize that thing. 
uh, having that thing, feel the feelings and it's literally the imagine the them, yes. make them up, make them up. What would it be like to have that thing? So you're visualizing yeah. and you're feeling, taking whatever actions in the world that you need to do to make that happen and remove the doubt. And the removing doubt is the important part. Right. You know, one of, one of the principles in Huna says that energy flows where attention goes. So that means that where you put your focus and your attention, elicit cre the creative energies of the universe to bring to you the nearest physical equivalent of whatever you're putting your focus and attention on. Right. Do you so think just by focusing, focusing your attention is to elicit creative energy. And that is magic. Do you think we've been held? I'm just want your own opinion on this. Do you think we've been held back? Do you think that this has been known for a long time and just shoved under the rug so that we don't, all have the individual power. I just want to know what you think about that. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, we we are we are born into a a, a collective unconscious that has told us how we're supposed to be, right. how we're supposed to fit, right. and uh, that has provided us with a structure, an economic structure, a sociological structure that tells us what, what we're supposed to be in, and it wants to keep us enslaved. It wants to keep us in place. It does not wanting, uh, want us following our own inner directives. It does not want us co-creating our lives. It wants us to fit in and consume. Mm-hmm. And that's absolute. That is absolutely going on. And and that's even. Um, now, do you, you know, think that comes from um, over time or outside forces? Do you believe that there are outside forces that are trying to create this? I, no, no. I think this is the darker over angels. Time? Of, uh, and I think it's the darker angels of human nature. I think. Okay. I, I think. I, I think it's. A, I, I actually think that that these okay. sort of structures are, are about uh, uh, in about. To take about enslaving our money, about enslaving our freedoms, about mm -hmm. um, you know you're not even the idea that that you have to go to in traditional uh, some traditional uh, religions that you have to go to a holy person to absolve you of your sins. Mm -hmm. When the fact of the matter is, is that direct revelation is available to any of us Correct. in any given moment. Right, right. And you're and, a minister you know, too, aren't you? I, I'm an or, uh, ordained interfaith minister. I so think that's wonderful. Means, yeah, I think that's yes. wonderful. Well, I mean, because, you know, you now do you connect every day? Because I connect every day. Do you connect with God every day? And, and before you're, you do your sessions with people and all that good of stuff? Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, you, you, you reaffirm, you reaffirm that reality. You know, we're, we're swimming in all kinds of different realities all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, re the reality that I'm opening to when I'm working with a client is going to be different than the one where I'm waiting in line at, at, uh, at Dwayne Reed, you know, for my, for my prescription. And <laughs> so, you know, and so it's important to, it's important to invoke the sacred, however, however you do that, because mm -hmm. that enters you into uh, this, this frame of reference. I often talk about uh, consensus reality being like one small piece of an apple pie and it's shamanic reality, all the hidden realities being the whole rest of the pie. Mm -hmm. So there's so much that doesn't meet the eye. And so in invoking the sacred, you're saying to the psyche, you're saying to, you, to the spirit, we're opening to these invisible places, to these places that, that don't make linear sense. Okay. And, okay. and in there, and, in, and that, that's, where, that's where shamans live. That's where they journey to. And that's where they, fought, that's where they retrieve power. They, were, they meet spirit guides, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Now you journey, yeah. and I did this in Albuquerque because I'm from New Mexico. We did the uh -huh. journeying and we did the drums and that kind of stuff. You do all that too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's really how I connect. That's how, that's I connect. how you connect. Yeah. Now yeah. do you, so do you consider yourself a medium? Meaning that you can, like, if somebody, uh, do you ever pick what, up, like, you know, sure. dead relatives and stuff like that, or sure, that that, okay. that, that, that absolutely does happen. You know, okay. I mean, just to even go back to, um, you know, when I was an actor, you know, what do you do when you're an actor? You learn the lines, you learn the blocking, and you mm -hmm. hope that inspiration comes through. Right. And so the, those muscles are kind of still in place. So it, I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily use the word medium, but I am channeling all the time, and I'm right. just open to allowing the inspiration to come through. Mm -hmm. And the the lines and the blocking are just. The, the wisdom that I have, what I've read, who, the, what my teachers have instilled in me, right. that, that helps spirit come through me and mm -hmm. do that better for people. Mm -hmm. But it, it's, just a, it's, just about, um, it's just about opening. Okay. And when you go into your energy work, I just, these are Nancy's questions because I'm yeah, curious. Please. And I think the audience wants to know too. Yeah. So when you go in to heal somebody, you do energy work. And I've done some energy work and work with healers. And um, do you... And you go and, and you do the hands-on healing with people. Mm -hmm. um, you clear them of a lot of their negativity, I would imagine. And do you find a lot of negativity going on when you go in to, to clear somebody? How do you protect yourself from all that coming on to you? 
I guess is my question. Um, well, I mean, I, I really only, um, I, I only work with, I only really even understand helping compassionate spirits. Gotcha. Those are, those are the, those are the spirits um, that I work with. And, so if they've um, got negative stuck to them. Do you release, do you clear that type of thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it, yes, it's that it's clearing them, but it, it's actually, it, 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 you know, I'm not, it, it's more about guiding the client to let it go. Okay. You know, if there's if if there is any negativity, ne- quote unquote negativity that's stuck to you, you have an unconscious agenda to hold on to that negativity. Always. Ah, interesting. And from our from from uh, from my perspective, um, because uh, uh, you know everything that, that we have a degree of complicity with everything that happens to us. Right. If you talk about like the nature of a curse, what is a curse? Someone does something negative to you, and you hold and on. You to hold it. on to that, yeah. and you create a sense of identity around it. And so to to, to help the client dis identify from that uh-huh. negativity okay i don't want that okay that's that's more like that's more what i'm doing gotcha. and in in that field of grace that is um that might be the energy that, that that's coming through my hands or or surrounding us in that field of grace that's where the client can open in such a way to say you know in this field of grace this doesn't feel like something i want to do anymore and there's an mm-hmm. organic letting go Okay. I love that. That's really awesome. All right. You say in Huna, you align your thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes with the energetic um, conjuncture with the things that we want to create and we heal and let go of anything that's out of the alignment with them. And that's what you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what you're, that's what you're doing. Okay. So, you know, you know, when I, when I, when I wrote this book, it was my first book. I didn't know that anyone was, I didn't know that anyone was going to publish it. I was just writing a book. I mean, I I wanted someone to, and every time the, uh, the, the, notion of is this book going to get published came into my head i got rid of it i couldn't you know it would come up and i would but but i wouldn't go on and look at a book published and all that and i kept affirming that reality and affirming that reality and uh and and i let go of what i didn't want i didn't give it any clout and attention it's not that the negative, uh, the negative scenario won't present itself, but you don't hold it close to your heart. You don't you t- sniff you it. shove it you away. Yeah. You yeah. don't feel into it. You go, yeah. I see that that's there. We're going over here. Gotcha. I want to talk to you. You talk about, there's a couple things that you talk about in the book, but one is, um, you say Siberian sh- uh, shamans, um, who visit the Amazon become orbs. And I wanted to talk to you about orbs. What do you know about orbs? Cause I see them, I take pictures and they're yeah. all, all over the place. What do you talk to me about that? Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of energies. Yeah, I, uh, my one of my shamanic teachers is very connected to uh, to uh, some Siberian shamans, and she talks about that that they, despite the fact that they're people who've never left Siberia, they they um, speak in very um, uh, specific detail about what it was to visit the the Amazon, uh, um, it, it, uh, basically a, uh, projecting themselves astrally, and, okay. and, you know, and and then there are uh, there are people in um, in the Amazon who talk about the blue orbs that they see. They feel like there are beings that are visiting and all of that. Okay. Um, so yeah, orbs are orbs are um, orbs are a thing. You know, orbs I know. Are a thing, you know, because because the world is what you think it is. You you know, you have to decide what those are for you. But a lot of times, I'll see like just I'll be talking to a client and they'll say something and I'll see a little light go by. It'll yeah. just be like a quick thing, yeah. and uh, and it, it could be a trick of my mind. It could be a trick of the lights, but I always I always choose to see it as right. as a sign, Energy. as something. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'll point it out, and I said, "What you just said was important." You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, yeah. I just think it. Well, and I go out. Uh, we live at a lake, and I go out and ride my bike a lot, and I take pictures. And there's always orbs, and they're always green or blue, and and they're always right. They're not, you know, it's just interesting. And you can see a move now that we have these cameras, you know, so you see they're moving. So then you realize it's energy and it's moving, and you're like, hmm, <laughs> you know. Um, also, you talk about candle magic. Can you talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit? I thought that was interesting. Um, the symbolism behind that. Yeah, so a, a very simple magical spell, very simple that I, I talk about in the book. Uh, that that uh, is not obviously Hawaiians don't work with the, with candles, but the principles of the of of the shaman's mind are are uh, embedded in this in this uh, spell. But you you get a candle that represents the thing that you want, 
Okay. Uh, that candle can have a certain color that that might indicate, uh, you know, if you're wanting more money, it might be a green candle. If you're wanting a, a South Pacific vacation, you might have a blue candle that might represent the ocean, whatever it is that you want. And you hold the candle. You do exactly what I, I said. You're infusing the candle that that's what you are. You are the thing that I want to create. And you are in uh, um, and you're focusing on that. And you think of and, and that when I light this candle, this is sending out the energy, the energy of this thing. It, this thing is manifesting as this thing burns right. and that it's, it, it's, it's inviting in the flame is inviting in the energies of creation to bring this thing to me. Now you got to do what you got to do in a real world way to make that thing happen too. Right. Common you know, sense comes uh, in. Yeah, comes in. But, yeah. but th- that's, um, but, but that's it. And, and then you just let the candle burn. And then every, as it's burning, I use the seven day candle cause it gives, it lends longer time to the process. Okay. And then as it's burning, you reaffirm, you reaffirm your intention. You okay. focus on it again because energy flows where attention goes right so you give it attention again you give it focus again and and that elicits it uh, elicits the energies and then once that candle's burnt burnt out you think that is off and going and then so it's done it's like we planted a seed that's right okay cool hey you guys we got to go to commercial break but this is nancy Earle. i'm here today with jonathan hammond you got to pick up his book and check out his website it's www.jonathanhammond.com this is nancy Earle. this is high road to humanity interview We'll be right back with The High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Urell, and I'm here today talking with a wonderful shaman. His name is Jonathan Hammond. I'm holding up his book. If you're watching me on YouTube, you guys, you got to check this out. This is really a good, good book. I got a lot of interesting information. I'm glad it got published, to be honest with you, Jonathan. It's a good one. (laughs) It's a super good one. Hey, um... I want to talk about 
judgment. We got to stop judging. That's something you talk about a little bit. When we judge or criticize, I like this. I wrote this down because it says when, when we judge or criticize, we are um, actually strengthening whatever it is we are criticizing or judging. Wow. That's powerful. People knew that they might stop it. <laughs> what do you think? Whatever, whatever you're put, putting your focus on is creating more of what you're putting your focus on. So if you focus thing. on fear, you're going to get more fear. You can focus on love, you're going to get more love. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and, and because everything is a reflection of what's going on in your, uh, in your own thoughts, if mm-hmm. you find yourself with something externally to judge, whatever that thing is you're judging is born in you. What do you mean is born in you? Uh, well, have you ever noticed that whenever there's a problem, you're always there? <laughs> and so what that means is that we are, that even the negativity in our lives, that on some level, we have a complicity with creating that. I see and so, and so, yeah, so, so what, what this is really getting at is that when you're judging and criticizing, the, whatever that negativity is that you're judging and criticizing, that is something that is also inside you. I see. And that's why we have to take even the even. It's a mirror effect. Is that what you're it's saying? It's a mirror effect. Like even even, okay. pre, even okay. presidents we don't like or political okay. parties we don't okay. like. On, okay. And you know, on some level, on okay. some level, we hold that in us too. You know, we want to lock those people up too, don't we? I see. I see what you're saying. Well, do you? What do you? What advice do you give to people? Uh, to to choose love instead. To rather than focus on what you don't want, focus on those who are who are uh, and and support and give love to those who are focusing on and supporting what it is that you do want. Okay, you know, so put your and, energy in the good places. Don't think about yeah. when the the fear comes into your mind or a judgment. Stop yourself and and just even, say, you know, my Hawaiian teacher, Serge King, he says he says if you can't think of anything. That, that's positive about someone. Just remember that every time they exhale, they're feeding the plants. <laughs> <laughs> you can, they, at least they're doing that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You say love is the tool, which I believe that too. I really like that. When you put that in the book, you said love is the tool because love um, literally sets the universe in motion, which is mm-hmm. the truth. I like that. Yeah. Why, why would anything keep going? Why would anything keep, keep creating itself? Why would nature right. keep creating itself? What would, that's, a, that's a celebratory intention. Right. If something is to be celebrated, that means that love is underneath it. And so in, according to this wisdom, it's saying that love and happiness are, are uh, love and happiness is perspective need to be a part of every action that we take. Right. Uh, every thought that we think, every relationship that we invite into our life, is love present? And, and how do we know if love is present? Is it creating happiness? And okay. as simple as that is, as simple as that is, um, uh, people don't actually do that. And people, um, I think uh, people are a little we- world weary to truly b- believe in love in that way. But if you allowed, if you think of, of every action that you take through the day being one, is this a loving one or a fearful one? Because they're always right next to each other. Love and fear are always right next to each other. Okay. We have a choice. We have a choice in any given moment to choose love or to choose fear. And if you choose love over and over and over again, and love could be just to say brutal confrontation. Love could be putting up a boundary. Love could be, I got to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. That could be love too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but if that, if love's perspective is present, that puts you in flow with the creative energies of the universe that are running on love. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the intention that makes the whole thing go is love. Otherwise, why would it create more of itself? Right, right. And that's what we have to get back to. We have to get back to love. And it sounds really simple, but it's not. There's so many, there's so much anger in the world. And and yet it's almost like a divide. This is what I see. And I want to know what you think. I see that so many people are finally getting this, what you and I are talking about today, realizing that we need to work on ourselves, realizing the power is within paying attention to our thoughts, paying attention, you know, to our words, all of that. But there's so many people that don't, 
get it. So what do you see um, for the future, you know, of humanity? You know, because- I mean, it's, well, oh, 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 the future of humanity is good. That's, that, it's been prophesied. This is a difficult time, but we're going there. This, I this think so too. This I ascension so. of consciousness, that is happening. And what is it, what do I mean by ascension of consciousness? That the pervasive consciousness will be like the indigenous people. It will be one of interconnection, one of love, one of, 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 of not dominion over the earth, but cooperation with the I earth. I got goosebumps. I agree. With each other. Oh, we're absolutely going there. Yes. We're going to go. We're going to go there, kicking and screaming. You know, uh, I think and, a lot but, of people will be kicking and screaming. Yeah, not yeah. You and and, but but yeah, but but we're, that's where we're going. And if yeah. you just think about it this way, if, if this is a low bar, but if everyone could just clean up their own mess enough, I know, right? The experience of another. Yes. If everyone, if everyone could just do that, right. you know, and if you are, if you are successful in doing that, then help someone else do that for them. Right. Right. You know, and that, that's how it begins. I think it's And that's wonderful. how we continue. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. God, I'm so glad you wrote this book. There's so much good stuff in here. What's been your feedback? Have you had a lot of good feedback from it? Talk to me. I have had a lot of good feedback from it, good. you know, I mean, I, you know, and good. you never know because, you know, you, you give it to a couple friends who are like, you know, it's brilliant and you know, all that. Uh, but, but to actually have, uh, to have actually have people say um, that, that they really got something from it. You know, yeah. you, you don't, you don't write books to make money. You write, you know, um, at least not this kind of a book. Um, it's, it's really about like, I really, I really do believe in, in where we are. I believe right. in humanity. I believe right. that, that there are ways in which um, we can, I believe healing is actually, like a thing like I agree thing I, I think we can heal ourselves what do you think about it that? actually happens you know <laughs> and and so this is this was this was my contribution to helping people do that I think it's wonderful I'm so glad you did this this is awesome um, before we've got a few more minutes to go you talked about uh, Hoko Ono tell us the seven principles of Huna Real sure. Quick. Can so, you go through sure. those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the world is what you think it is, which we talked about. So that you create the world. Reality creates itself based on your thoughts. Okay. Uh, the second principle is there are no limits, which means that we're, there's only one big thing happening. We are all not separate from each other. Right. The third principle says energy flows where attention goes. So what you put your attention and your focus on elicits creative energy that brings about whatever you're putting your attention and your focus on, mm-hmm. creates that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth principle says now is the moment of power so the only the only place where we can do anything is in the now so that's where power resides the next principle is aloha which just means that love is the only ethic that we follow love is love's perspective needs to be present Mm-hmm. Uh, the sixth principle is mana which is uh, which which the translation is all power comes from within mm-hmm. so that that means that we are all individual divine beings mm-hmm. the way in which the divine sees itself and and that means that we have all the power of the divine within us to create what we choose. I know, isn't that great? It's great. And the, and the last principle, this one, I love this one because it's so practical. It says effectiveness is the measure of truth. In other words, if it works, it's true, and if it doesn't work, it ain't true. And that means that that truth is a a singular experience because if it works for you, it's true. So in Huna, we talk about like, no one's got the answers. Here's, here's some ideas that someone made up that have been helpful. But okay. if you have something that works better, uh, th- we would consider that Huna. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, what if somebody um, wants a healing? Where, where are you? Do you do remote healings or, or what do you do, Jonathan? How right now, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Right now, I'm in, I'm entirely virtual, um, just okay. just because of, because of what's going on in the world. Yeah. In fact, I, yeah, I, I was based in New York City, and right now I'm not. Um, uh, okay. But I'm happy and safe and good. Uh, okay. But I am doing I am doing uh, I have a full pr- practice virtually, so you can uh, if you if anyone wants to work with me in a, a private consultation or or ongoing JonathanHammond.com. That's the easiest way to find me. Okay. And I also, also, if you go to my website, I do have uh, some classes coming up and uh, some, I do a monthly shamanic circle on Zoom. Oh, nice. There are different ways to connect. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so can you clear energy and all that stuff over Zoom and all that kind of stuff? Or do you uh, need I, to be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I can. But I, well, it's not that oh. I can. I can teach, but I can teach you teach to do you it for yourself. To. Oh, I love that. Okay, that's really cool. Hey, listen, we got about one minute or so to go. What is something that you want to share with us that can really help us? What, you know, tell us something that the audience can can do. What can we do on a daily basis? Do you do you think we should do the uh, uh, yeah Hono Ono, or, or what do you, what do we do? 
I think, I think the main thing is, is want what you want. Let yourself want what you want without editorializing it. Just allow yourself to want what you want, to yearn for what you want to yearn for. And also imagine, take some time to imagine who you would be, what your life would look like as your most realized self. Then make it twice as good and you'll be in the ballpark. And that's what you aspire to. I like that. God, that's wonderful advice, Jonathan. Thank you. Hey, you guys, um, you got to pick up this book. It's called The The Shaman's Mind, Huna Wisdom to Change Your Life. And there's some really awesome wisdom in here, you guys. Um, We are going to get out of here for today, but this is Nancy Yerald along with Jonathan Hammond. We wish you a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Yeah.